Welcome, everybody, to Straight Shoot, a wrestling podcast. I'm one half of your host, Santi. I'm here with Steve as we just finished watching the entirety of the 2023 Royal Rumble Premium Live event. Steve, we're hot off the presses of the pay-per-view. What did you think at first glance? This was a hit or miss pay-per-view, Santi. I'm for what they built it to be. I found it to be missing a lot of key factors and what the Royal Rumble is supposed to be. It. I hate to say it, I'm a little disappointed. Like the even with the main event, like the first 20 minutes of the main event was kind of like lackluster. So we'll get into that. But for me, it was. Uh, eh. What about you? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was um, the the highs were high and the lows were low. Um, but, but still, it's sick. this is how, what I've, I've been comparing it to last year's Royal Rumble. And if I'm comparing it to last year's Royal Rumble, this thing was a freaking masterpiece because last year's Royal Rumble was some of the worst, most garbage, d- delusional booking I've ever seen in my life. At least the booking this time around made sense, finishes made sense. But that being said, like I said, there were a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Let's start off with what happened at the very top of the show, the men's Royal Rumble match. It was a Royal Rumble match that took an hour and a 11 minutes an hour and 11 minutes that my pick Gunther lasted for the entire time we had Gunther coming in as number one making it all the way to the end losing to the number 30 Cody Rhodes um yeah so we'll we'll spend some time here Steve but what did you think overall about this Royal Rumble match um not the best for the card and the guys that were in it um you said during the during the rumble it was one of the most stacked wwe rosters that we have ever seen go into a royal rumble match and i strongly agree with you and with that being said we should have been able to get a stronger finish and stronger booking for the entire rumble um lacking in surprises listen i know it was in texas but they could have picked anyone 60 something year old booker t um yeah first first glance i thought they could have done better um i don't know if you've got the same opinion on that as me but i i i found this disappointing for me it was it was ludicrous now like like now having full hindsight like before you know i think we were you, you know it was easy to call out wrestling fans for being um for being you know toxic and superficial for like oh how dare you um spoil cody rhodes being in the rumble because everybody that had a brain was saying well if they're spoiling cody rhodes as the surprise of the rumble it means they probably have other surprises that's what we were led to believe the only surprise was Cody Rhodes and he was at number 30. So we knew by the time that the, that the, the 29 people had come out that there was no surprise left. So to me, having Cody Rhodes be spoiled ahead of time, knowing what the now knowing what the outcome is, which was him coming out at number 30 and him winning the Rumble. I don't understand the reason why they would spoil Cody Rhodes being in the Rumble. It, it, to me, it genuinely makes no sense that being said like i'm not saying that i'm upset with cody rhodes winning i think i think ultimately it probably is the right decision but then why not just keep it a secret why not allow the pop why not allow people to speculate and guess who that number 30 is 
We got none of that. They, they stole any semblance of surprise or any semblance of guessing, any semblance of like people playing the bing, Royal Rumble bingo when they're at home. Right. Um, we were robbed of a lot of that. But that being said, it's it, the, the booking, the winnings, the people who were in the Rumble. It was all correct. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why yeah. spoil the only surprise you had? The only only surprise that you had. We'll talk about Logan Paul in a second. So it's because it's not only, but yeah, I'm trying to, to, to exaggerate here on purpose. Yeah, no, it, the Cody, the Cody thing didn't make sense to me. We all knew when the injury happened that the timeline was going to be a potential Cody return at the rumble. Um, even though it was such a savage injury, it made sense that, you know what? The guy's on fire. They're going to bring him back on fire. But at the end of the day, why tell us just let the drum hit and let the uh, let the Austin crowd or sorry, the San Antonio crowd go mental and give Cody the pop he got at media with Seth. Now, granted, Cody came out. He put in a great performance for the time he was in there. But why in God's name did they do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can we can digress here. I think you and I are in agreement that they shouldn't have spoiled that. Again, I'm not saying Cody shouldn't have won. I, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying the winds of his victory were definitely like the sales were taken down because of of spoiling the fact that he was going to be in the rumble. But maybe let's talk about some highlights because my pick damn near came close to winning the whole thing. I went Jerry Lawler right from the get-go where the second Gunther came out. I yelled, that's my pick right there. That is my pick. I was like halfway serious. I knew he was going to have a great showing. I thought he would be Iron Man. I did not think he would break the record for the longest Royal Rumble appearance at over 71 minutes, nearly 72 minutes, not even breaking Rey Mysterio's record of 62, shattering it. And man, well, we got there at the end, that sequence, that 10 minute match, Mm -hmm. free main event match that we got between Cody and Gunther. Yeah, man. You can't you can't be sad for Gunther. This man is held in such high esteem. If we were giving out awards, easily the MVP of the Royal Rumble. What did you think of Gunther, the ring general? Before I go into his performance, I think you just got to look at what WWE sees in their stock in Gunther. Because uh, granted, we all got really annoyed when they had to change his name from uh, Walter to Gunther because Walter in NXT was a bad, bad man. And now he's come in and just not even switched Um, like he's just kept going and kept going, kept improving. He's lost all the weight that he had. He's just the whole Imperium thing since Clash when they brought back uh, Giovanni Vinci is just one of these things that you're like, what are they going to do now and how far can this entire um, faction go? Gunther in the Rumble, though. He looked good. He took a guitar shot from Elias mid-match and just basically shrugged it off and kept just banging away. Like we had some meat slappers, big meanie men slapping meat, like you like to say. And there's no wrongs in his performance in this entire match. He was clinical from start to finish. So at, yeah. the, end, at the end of the day, like when is this man going to hold a world title? 
inevitably like it has to be inevitable i say within two years we have gunta the ring general as one of if universal or maybe wwe uh wwe champion uh, clearly they just see money in the sky um so I, and that to me is music to my ears because you know especially last summer before triple h took over we were all nervous that they were going to bury gunta and that seemed to be the plan all along Glad Triple H has come over and he recognizes what he what he has in Gunther uh, and is and is pushing him to the moon. Yeah. Uh, again, n- nothing to be upset that Gunther didn't win because Cody is the right choice. But holy shit, did Gunther impress everybody? Let's talk about Logan Paul, the lone surprise really that no one really was expecting at this Men's Royal Rumble. Um, I, I'm gonna before we talk about his performance. What did when you heard Logan Paul's music? What did you immediately think here? Called it. I popped. Like yeah, I, we said it not what ten minutes before it happened that Logan Paul was probably going to be in the in the match. And granted, listen, Logan Paul put on one hell of a performance against uh, Roman at WrestleMania. Like listen, or SummerSlam. Sorry, SummerSlam. But at the end of the day, Logan Paul is still an outsider. For me. When I heard it, I was like, this is going to be something with an entertaining spot. That was my first overall thought and reaction. And I think that's exactly what we got. Um, He did put on a great performance. um, But at the end of the day, Logan Paul is not a professional wrestler. Logan Paul has so many other things going on in his life and his companies and everything that he does. It's just one of those ones where I'm like, Okay, just go do your spot and get out. So the, the so the real people that we want to see in the ring is what we got, what we what we get, and that's that for me is my first initial opinion when he when his music hit. Like, okay, go do your thing and just leave, please. And I think mm-hmm. he was in the match a little too long. Like, you might have a different opinion on me on this than I do, but I I struggle with outsiders in pro wrestling. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely much more over on Logan Paul uh, the, than you are. I was excited to see him. I didn't want him to win. I was OK with him being in the final four. I do believe that it is an interesting decision to have him eliminate Seth Rollins, because if Logan Paul and Roman Reigns were able to put on a borderline five star match, imagine what Logan Paul and Seth Rollins can do. This would be a fantastic WrestleMania match to those saying that, you know, this is beneath Seth Rollins. I don't want to hear it because this is a guy who already fought for the world for the Universal Championship. There is legitimacy in Logan Paul, whether you believe that he's an outsider or not. But that spot, Steve, that motherfucking spot with ricochet was some of the coolest shit that i've ever seen the first thing i said after that spot i was you know in the you've watched wrestling longer than i have in the 22 years that i've watched wrestling i've never seen that ever i ever never seen that i have never the the, I, i know this sounds crazy but that spot there was my reaction to where i saw uh, Edge's spear on Jeff Hardy in the first TLC match. Yeah, it was like I had never seen it. I'd never <laughs> seen it. Or the first time Shane McMahon went coast to coast with a with the with the uh, the garbage can. That was one of those things. You're like, what? Like how? 
how did they pull this off? And I think it really gave Ricochet the eyes that he needs because he is such a good technical in Braun Strowman's uh, words, flippy floppy wrestler, but he can't just always be that. So that spot meant a lot more, I think, to Ricochet than it did to Logan Paul. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I want to see Logan Paul do? I want to see him in a Money in the Bank ladder match. I think he could do some really cool things with his athleticism, his ability to his combination of strength and high flyingness. Um, I want to see more Logan Paul. He has impressed me enough where I want to just continue to see him. But I do think that uh, what we got at the Rumble is a preview of potentially him versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. We'll move on from uh, from the men's rumble. Again, just as a reminder, Cody Rhodes is your victor. Let's move on to the women's rumble. Let's skip some of the other matches and let's focus on the Royal Rumble matches. Okay. So we had the women's rumble match where number one, Rhea Ripley and number two, Liv Morgan went the full hour in three seconds from beginning to end. Your winner was Rhea Ripley. Before we get into everything else, what is your off the off the cuff response? to Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. WWE, thank you. She deserves it. She's the hottest, honestly, the hottest female, if you look at this, um, in WWE right now with what she's been doing with Judgment Day, how she's, you know, training Dom or whatever. Um, But Rhea herself is money. Rhea is one of those ones. She's got the size. She's got the ability considering the two people that are holding titles right now against um, Bianca and Charlotte. Rhea is the perfect and most dangerous um, entity to go against either one of them. And I am so happy about it because first off, we need someone that can take the title from Bianca and Rhea could definitely do that easily and two she's just i think this is going to be another little notch for judgment day people saying judgment day are stale people are saying judgment day are getting boring but this is just another little notch for judgment day to make them um something fantastic so i am so happy about this what about you man like because like you you and i both talked about this Rhea thing a while ago saying you know what we could see this like where 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 are your thoughts on this this was a situation where all wwe needed to do was solve for the equation of two plus two sometimes it is just so simple that it really does just equal four you don't need to make it complicated you need to you don't need to do swerves you had the person in front of you that needed to win and they made the decision to make that person win it was an easy choice and it was the right choice to have Rhea Ripley win let's talk about some of the other highlights of the Royal Rumble one of the first ones that we of course have to call out is Asuka returning as a new, not a new name, because she's still Asuka, but a new look, new personality. Yeah. It's It seems more goofy, but it's that goofiness that's 
with like a creepy factor that that, that I, I it's not really something that I've seen outside of places like New Japan before. Uh, so what do you think about Asuka coming out in what many people are calling her Kana look? Yeah, so Kana was one of her alter egos over in New Japan from what a good friend of ours um, uh, in the community has told me and educated me a little bit on it. Said there's a good chance that she'd return as quote Kana, um, and it's her darker more sadistic personality and I love it because when we were talking about Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day getting stale Asuka was getting stale they didn't seem to know where to go with Asuka and allowing Triple H allowing Kana to debut and you heard that pop when she took that mask off it's what people wanted from WWE allowing Oscar to redevelop herself because virtually watching Oscar is one of the best performers in the women's division. Like hands down, she's one of the best. So for me, like I think that debut of Kana, I think that's just going to really push Oscar in back into that main event fight, um, especially maybe after mania, but we're going to see a lot more from Oscar and I I'm okay with it. All right, uh, let's talk about that finishing sequence that you, me, the thousands of people that were watching us uh, do our live reaction, we believe was just a brilliant final sequence with the final three, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Asuka all on the apron going back and forth. And and basically the winner was determined within a 30 second back and forth that was just brilliant with, with where you had Asuka almost eliminating Rhea Ripley, but then Rhea, but just before the elimination, she tries to do the miss, hits, uh, Liv Morgan with it. Eventually, uh, uh, Rhea Ripley is able to eliminate Asuka, but Rhea Ripley is left hanging and a blind Liv Morgan is just frantically trying to find Rhea's hand so that she can break the elimination only for a head scissor to be her demise uh, with uh, leading to her elimination and and Rhea Ripley's eventual winner. That sequence was just absolutely phenomenal. uh, And I want to go back and and rewatch that. Another thing that I want to highlight here, Steve, is that um, this was the Royal Rumble of NXT debuts. So we had Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark and Andy Hartwell all make uh, appearances at this Royal Rumble. Most of them, with the exception of Zoe Stark, being quick in and out. So Zoe Stark actually lasted a decent amount of time in this Royal Rumble. I want to say around 20, 25 minutes. So what did you think about the ladies of NXT? Did they pick the right NXT ladies to make the jump up? Or do you think they should have had some other people? Because I would have liked Sol Ruka. I've already mentioned that. The, the the baby of Matt Riddle and Charlotte Flair because they just look like they just mix them together. Yeah, no, um, I think um, sorry, uh, Zoe Stark was a great pick. Um, we also had um, the one I didn't like is even though I love her, it's uh, Indy Hartwell. I don't think she fit and she didn't really do much um, in that entire match. Um, I would have wanted to see Cora Jade. They are booking her so well down in NXT that she's virtually potentially going to be another version of Sasha Banks or even a more sadistic version of Sasha Banks. If she comes up to the main roster as a heel, I would have loved to see Cora Jade. I really, really would have wanted to see Cora Jade. Um, so, uh, Sol Ruka as well, because 
everybody wants to see that cutter on the main stage. Like that is literally one of the best finishers. That's a cool finisher. It's such a cool finisher in pro wrestling right now. 100%. But um, I love that NXT gets a shout, but I just, it's the Royal Rumble and they built, again, they built this to be bigger than it was. You know, everything's bigger in Texas and I would have loved to see maybe some more surprises over anything else. But um, yeah, NXT. Hey, you well. know what? Great segue. Let's talk about surprises. Oh, this was to me the one of the highlights of the Rumble. I think it's going to get talked about. I think a lot of people at first glance were super pissed about it. The Chelsea Green return to the WWE and getting eliminated in four seconds, I thought was brilliant i loved it i think it's a brilliant booking decision especially if they go with the character that they've been building up on gcw and and tna like it's the perfect decision it's a great way to bring her back as many people as as much as people may believe that she was buried this i genuinely believe is the right call yeah Chelsea Green has her incredible uh, persona and she is a fantastic heel. Um, Her and Matt Cardona are able to, you know, piss off a crowd like no one, no one else. Um, I get a very I you know what? I would love to see a Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, Miz and Maurice feud. That's that's the vibe I get from those two. I get very Maurice and Miz. Mm-hmm. But more mm-hmm. savage because I don't think you'd ever see Maurice in a death match. But I honestly think that Chelsea Green coming back is going to be more beneficial for the women's division than it is going to be negative. I just hope they book her correctly and, and she it, doesn't. Fall I, I don't. I don't event. care about her. If it's not with Cardona. I, I don't care about her unless she's with Cardona. I just want to throw that out there. It needs to be with Cardona. Um, Nia Jax return. Can we move on? You, you don't want to talk about Nia Jax? I <laughs> that I was like, be the highlight about this whole conversation is talking about Nia Jax. I could not give two fucks yeah, about I, Nia Jax being back. Don't give a fuck not about a Nia singular, Jackson. not a microscopic, not an atom level, proton level, singular fuck do I give about Nia Jax being back? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Even dude, she's a botch machine. Even her entrance was botched at this Royal Rumble. I don't care. She's back. It was a disappointing number 30. I don't know what their expectation was that we were going to be excited to see Nia Jax. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Um, at least she came back like she uh, went out botching everything. You, you really did just botch everything. All right. So we'll move on there. Uh, let's uh, transition over to uh, the rest of the main card. So let's talk about the pitch black match. I don't know if I want to Bray talk Wyatt. about this match with you. I don't know if I want to talk about this match with you. I think we're going to be on opposite ends. I'll let you go first. Uh, the pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Yeah. What did you think? Okay. First off. The match was not good. I liked the. Okay, uh, this is. I can already tell that the leading apologist is coming. No, Let's go. Lay it on me. No, Apologize listen, for this travesty, Steve. The, the cinematics were the were the match. If you want to talk about the wrestling match, the wrestling match was poor. Like they botched the sparkles coming out when they were ripping the TVs out of the loaded table. Um, they they botched the spot at the end. We'll talk about that in a second. But this is still all the creative mind of Bray Wyatt. 
And at the end of the day, you can't even say when Bray Wyatt returned, you weren't excited. Yes, it has been drawn and drawn and drawn and drawn and drawn, but everyone in pro wrestling has been begging for long-term storytelling. And we're getting that with Bray Wyatt. We're going to figure out who Uncle Howdy is probably just before WrestleMania, if not at Elimination Chamber. I'm telling you right now, yes, the match sucked, but everyone has to stop getting on the back of Bray Wyatt because we're getting something new. And that's what WWE needs. It's sports entertainment. It's not just pro wrestling anymore. So, yes, the pitch black match sucked. I gave it, what, a four out of ten on the live. But at the end of the day, you cannot dis dis. Bray Wyatt, you can't. Yes, I can. That's just, this was dog shit. I absolutely can dis Bray Wyatt. His promos on SmackDown have me fucking clonked out to bed. 15 minutes of just nonsense. The only interesting part of the last five weeks of this feud is when LA Knight has the mic. LA Knight to me has carried this. Like I've, I've lost in all interest in Bray Wyatt. Like I, it, he he everything that he does uh, he, that he's done over the last couple of weeks has just snoozed me. And this was the opportunity for me. OK, let, let, let's let, at the very least. Now we're going to see him in the ring. Let's let's have him, you know, yes, the spooky wiki stuff, maybe not doing it for me, but maybe let's have a good presentation of in ring storytelling. Maybe this will win me. And this was dog shit. This was not the way to have a full debut of Bray Wyatt back in ring. The crap with Uncle Howdy was just that crap. That elbow drop from where from that scaffolding was five feet to the left, it's I, I I I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm starting to realize that like Bray Wyatt may just may just be overrated. I, I, as as much as I love that return, as much as I love that debut, as much as I adore long-term storytelling this isn't good what's good about this is la night and i i don't i don't know if i if i'm if i'm in the majority right now in the minority but what i am is just a wrestling fan that has seen the product and what i'm seeing it, it, it is not very good and all i hear left right and center is just people apologizing for the and and saying that People don't want long-term storytelling. How much longer do we need to give this bullshit? How much longer do we need to give Bray Wyatt before he we we before it's actually good? He's had months, months to make this interesting, and it just hasn't been. Again, I I, I don't know if if I'm gonna get a bunch of W's or a bunch of L's in the chat from this right take, but but I, 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 it just needs to be said. I think there's just so much apologizing for Bray Wyatt. And what we've seen, his return was fucking awesome, dude. So, so, so awesome. And like, that's it. Like, that's the only thing that's been good about his return. The presentation of his return with the spotlights, with all the characters. Dude, I, we were enthralled. But this was shit. I'll pass it over to you. We're on complete polar opposites oh, here. Polar that's opposites. what makes you for a good conversation. Like fun, do you? I love fun. In all of our chats saying you are so wrong. Dude, my favorite match of the year was Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I love fun. This isn't fun. This is boring. So did you this is what like it's the been. Taker when he was with the Druids and all that stuff too. It was awesome. Oh, because then the matches were good. The matches were good. This this is shit. I said this the match was horrible. Anything else with Bray Wyatt lately has been fantastic. 
Disagree. Hard disagree. Okay, move on. I, I hard disagree. We'll move on. We are, we just are not, we're, we're not on the same page here. Um, we are on the same page that that match was, was, was shit. Yes, the match it was really bad, was. But I'm not over the gimmick yet. Yeah. If you, if you want to see, go on Twitter, watch the hilarious angle yeah. of, of, of the uncle Howdy just five feet away, missed it entirely. Let's go over to your favorite Bianca Belair versus. You want, Alexa be, you want to be on complete opposite. You did this on purpose because you <laughs> knew this is where this was going to go. You can lead how fantastic this match was. Please go ahead. I didn't think this was fantastic at all. What are you talking about? Oh, no, but you uh, go on. Just you can lead this one. I love sure. this. <laughs> I, I did not like them. It looked like the match. Well, you know what? The, the time that the girls had in there, they made the best of it. Like the it was they, they didn't have a lot to work no. with. It felt rushed. It felt the ending seemed very abrupt, kind of out of nowhere, a KOD out of nowhere, right? Like not no no reversals, no finishers. It's just one one KOD over. It didn't seem it didn't seem like it was properly planned. It seemed like they needed to get it in and out of the door. Um, at the end, we did have a little bit of a tease of Uncle Howdy coming in and and trying to turn Alexa Bliss. Um, it is what it is. I don't really care about that. But the match, I thought it was like. Uh, give give them eight more minutes. I think they could have put on a really excellent match. I, I they really just think didn't they have could have. the tools to do it. Yeah, I really think they could have as well. This match was extremely short. I don't know if you have it up on how long the match actually was. Um, but for me, like this match was, again, another one that they really drew out in the promotion and the lead up. It was just all about Alexa's turn and how Bianca is going to overcome. It doesn't matter if there's Uncle Howdy or Bray Wyatt or whatever. And it, this one for me is very disappointing because you know how much first off, I'm a massive Alexa Bliss fan and I felt they made her look like a jobber. I really do for a woman as established as she is in the in the industry. And in WWE, Alexa Bliss was made to look like a jobber tonight, and it was pathetic booking on WWE's part. That's like that's why I have this match. Like why? why I have this match? I don't know. Sorry. Like it, it, it seemed like such a nothing match to me. And let's move on to the main event of the night. A main event where the main event almost happened after the main event. If we if we. If we want to consider what happened after the bell rang uh, to be the most talked about thing. So we had the match between the tribal chief Roman Reigns and uh, the prize fighter Kevin Owens for the undisputed universal championship. In terms of results, Roman Reigns wins with some pretty sadistic. That was just, one of the worst bumps next to Santos Escobar. That was one of the worst bumps I've ever seen. Yeah, just so, two back to back slams to the to the corners and the edges of the of the steel tape of the steel um, stairs, as well as a stiff looking spear right through the barricade. Um, but yeah, we, got, we had Roman Reigns win in what I deemed to be a pretty average match. Like it was it was fun ish. A um, couple, you know, good spots with uh, near near uh, near pinfalls. But again, the the buzzworthy moment came in after the fact. And we'll talk about it in just a second. But what did you think about the match itself? No storyline aspects right now. What did you think about the match itself? It's kind of funny, Santi, because going back to the Bianca Alexa match, this match, just the match itself with the girls getting about eight more minutes, I think they could have pulled off a match like this. 
couple reversals, couple like utilizing each other's finishers, that kind of thing. This is what a match that what we got in the ring just as a wrestling match. It that's all this is all it needed. This is all it needed except for like the ending where it was just Roman going like savage. I liked this match. But for the two performers, it could have been better. It's almost as if they held back due to what was going to happen after the fact. If that makes any sense to you, I feel that they only gave about 70 percent in the in the match itself. Um, There was obviously Kevin Owens as a true professional. He botched his uh, top rope springboard um, or back springboard and got back up and finished it. And I love how he just lies got the pin no screw it okay sent on let's get back up let's make sure i complete this and make it look like it was supposed to happen the whole way um but yeah this match this match really didn't do it for me in a whole um if i was going to give it a rating i'd give it like a six and a half out of ten uh maybe a seven because i just did not i just couldn't get into it until the match was over yeah, I, I think we agree there. I think it was a pretty run-of-the-mill match. It's definitely not their best work together. Their previous Royal Rumble match for the Universal title was better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I, There was just something about it. It just wasn't doing it for me. And I think part of the reason was having Sami Zayn out there because I was too hyper-focused Same. on... Sami Zayn the entire time, right? Like I was like, whoa, why is Sami Zayn making that face? Ooh, why is he hesitating to bring the chair? You're like, what's he wearing under his shirt? Like, right? Like we were taken away from the match, focusing entirely on Sami Zayn, Mm -hmm. which, you know, with what happens after the fact, sure, that's great. But uh, yeah, I think having Sami Zayn out there, um, not that it was the wrong call to have Sami Zayn out there. It's the right call because the the storyline of the booking called for it. But having him out there actually took away from the physical work that the fellas were actually doing in the ring yeah i if it wasn't for the afters of this match i think this entire pay-per-view might have been a dud and that's hard to say for one of the top four pay-per-views of the year and that i that hurts me to say it i think we 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 overbuilt this in our heads or or wwe let us overbuild this They they let us overbuild this because we've come into Royal Rumbles with zero expectations and still been disappointed. We the the way that things were being shaped out, we, we were we were justified in having our high expectations. I I think so. I, I think we were justified in having our high expectations, and they did not deliver. They did not deliver with those high expectations. But let's talk about what happened after the fact, where we can say that Sammy Uso is no more. Where they delivered one of the biggest, most brutal beatdowns on a post match to Kevin Owens with the entirety, uh, almost the entirety of the bloodline uh, contributing into the absolute borderline murder of Kevin Owens uh, until unaliving. Yeah. Unaliving up until it came to the point where Roman Reigns was about to hit him with a chair. Yep. Sami Zayn steps in and then we had the final test of Sami Zayn. Could Sami Zayn deliver a chair shot to his defenseless best friend? And what we had was the was the turn we were waiting for, which was Sami Zayn delivering that steel chair shot to Roman Reigns, which did not lead to the heroes winning. No, it just led to both of our heroes 
getting absolutely decimated yeah. as Sami Zayn was brutally beat down by Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso. As you notice, I left out a name, Jay Uso, who refused to take part in the beatdown of Sami Zayn yeah. and has seemingly potentially walked away from the bloodline. Couple of questions for, for you, Steve. One, does this mean that now the Raw tag titles are no longer part of the bloodline because Sami Zayn and Jey Uso just walked out of the bloodline? And two, what did you think of this? I loved every bit of this. I just want to know, why is it always handcuffs with Roman and Kevin Owens? I, I... yeah, it's true. It's back to back Royal Rumbles with handcuffs. I, I just don't understand which. OK, fine. We we can talk about that later. But I loved every part of this segment because. You really got to see the brotherhood between Sammy and Kevin Owens, even though they're not like together and friends. Technically, there's always still going to be that admiration for each other and that respect. And listen, this is pro wrestling at the end of the day. And these guys came up together. Um Sammy realized that this was not right and he did the hero's welcome and you even said to me that we could see a potential Kofi mania or you know yes yes mania uh, with Sammy Zayn going into Sammy mania and I'll tell you right now I'm I think they're gonna build this all the way to mania and it's gonna be ridiculous with what happens um, this entire segment actually made me feel very uneasy um i have not seen a brutality like this uh in pro wrestling in a very long time and i was uncomfortable i think that's the best way to say it um yeah. jay uso was not feeling very oozy tonight let's just say that um but i will say that this entire segment made me feel extremely uncomfortable I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which means, you know, they succeeded in getting the emotion that they were looking to get out of the out of professional wrestling fans. But, yeah, it was it, it was like that, like slight moment of a ho- ray of hope that we had with Sami Zayn turning the chair on Roman Reigns, but realizing, you know, this isn't our heroes making the grand escape. This is this is Sami Zayn deciding to fall on the sword alongside his best friend, Kevin Owens. And that's just brilliant storytelling, but you're right. It was this like aura of uncomfortableness, an aura of uncomfortableness that like, just even like the rock coming out just didn't even make sense anymore. Right. It was just like, Oh, like, I think this is it. I think like it needs to end like this with the two best friends just being absolutely decimated in the middle of the ring um it was it was tough to see yeah did you get the vibe of just like i just want this to stop i want the pay-per-view to be over now like that's where i was with the whole segment and itself i was literally sitting there and i'm like can we just turn this off now because i'm 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 i we're two 30 year old plus grown men that we know what is happening is truly it's pro it's sports entertainment but at one point, I was just like, I for the first time ever with this segment, I would not have let my daughter watch this truth truth. And that was for the first time as a parent. I think I would not have let my daughter watch pro wrestling. That's how I felt about this segment. Yeah, I mean, I can't comment on that. I'm not I'm not a dad, but like, yeah, like I just what I felt was like, oof, yeah, this is tough to watch. Yeah. But uh, in terms of building out the story, um, 
the I, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was brilliant. And I cannot wait for one, Sami Zayn to maybe return back to his old theme song. Yeah. And two, the absolute deafening pop that this man is going to get at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. It is going to be nutty because you're going to be there. I am four rows back from the ring for that, and I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best way to put it, somebody in the chat just said it was brilliant, but brutal. I think that's yeah. I think that that pretty much encapsulates it. I think it was an amazing segment. Um, I think I way think better than Bray Wyatt. I think that's what we should put as the title for this review is Royal Rumble. Brilliant, but brutal. So whoever said that can thank you so much. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, Steve, thanks to you. Thank you for joining us for this uh, review of the Royal Rumble. We were doing this live in front of a few thousand people. Uh, of course, you can watch this after the fact on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to leave this video a like, a comment, subscribe to the channel uh, to help us with the algorithm. Of course, we're on our way to 50,000 subscribers before WrestleMania. Steve, where can people find you? Guys, I'm not going to plug any of my personal stuff. All you have to do, we have 5,000 people, literally 5,000 people watching our live streams across all platforms right now. All we want you to do uh, is go over to straightshoot.locals.com. This is our premium content service. Um, it, it's free to follow. We're going to have blogs. We're going to have interviews with wrestlers, wrestling content creators, the whole lot. We're going to do pay-per-view watch-alongs uh, monthly. We're just getting it all up and running. But when you guys subscribe, it's a $5 fee monthly. All you have to do is just go and follow. And uh, we're, just join us. Helps us keep, as Santi says, helps us keep the lights on and get us more premium content for you guys you guys have been following us all year and we super 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 appreciate you goo <laughs> appreciate you guys so much appreciate you goo i like that i am getting so tired right now it's like 1 a.m but no I, I really appreciate everyone's support everywhere i can see all of you um santi what about you i'll leave it at that as well straightshoot.locals.com come check us out Support us, help keep the lights on and keep the mics on. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Straight Shooter Wrestling Podcast. Take care and be good people.